been a long time. Nice to talk to you again, my old friend. It's good to see you after all this time. Man, uh, doing a podcast twice a week makes it so when you take like a week or two off, it's like, man, what even is this? <laughs> yeah, your hair is like down past your shoulders now and you've grown a full beard. Yeah. Just giving the listeners a good visual representation of you that I'm sure. Yeah. And you look exactly the same. I don't know. How, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, some. Uh, we're sorry for not keeping you up to date. Um, but as yeah, you usually would put out a little yeah little voice memo or something. But uh, but this time we kind of didn't know what was up, and we like to you know have a set like. We'll we be back in a week yet. or something, and we don't want to. Yeah, we're not going to blow yeah. smoke up your ass. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, would have been good to keep you in in the loop that we were taking a break, but uh, you know what? Some just stuff was happening at the beginning of this year that we needed to uh, kind of cool off from and sort of reevaluate our priorities with this because you know we've been trying to think and act on trying to grow the podcast and everything, but I think we're just returning to making the top priority be we're doing this because we like it. You know, we like. It Talk makes it more movies. fun, and it will make the episodes better anyway. Not that they ever got to a point where they weren't, but I th- I think it's fair to say, from my perspective, and I, I, I bet you'd agree, that there have been a couple times where it felt like a job rather yeah. than feeling like the yeah. thing that we wanted to do. But just a couple times, and I think that reevaluating like that will keep that from really being a thing because this is like what I love to do. Talk about movies, talk about TV with my best pal, and Hell yeah. record it so that I can listen to my cringy ass voice later. <laughs> <laughs> but with a cool uh, intro by Calvin Adams. Hell yeah! I don't, think we, I, I don't think we've given you enough credit, man, for that intro. It's changed up throughout the season. It, movies are different. If you're listening and you're like. Okay, but that music in the beginning, I wonder where they get it. Is it like royalty free and like I could find it somewhere so I could have it? Nah, no. Nah. Calvin made that shit and it's good. Uh, and thanks, man. If you need think, some music, uh, it, it, sorry. It's helpful, that, it's helpful that we started out with uh, just a clip of some little ditty, like just a little melody that I came up with like years ago. And I was like, I don't know. We'll use that. That'll work. And it's such a distinct melody that it, and simple that it applies. You know, I can apply it to a lot of different stuff, so it's easily adjustable. It's a lot of fun doing that. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for pointing it out specifically. Uh, yeah, I realize it's a little tangent from our apology, but oh huh. no, I, I mean, hey, we're sorry for taking a break. Also, my music fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> also, actually, you know what? While we're on a tangent about music and me making music, yes, I just released an album, uh, an instrumental album. And it's so album. good. Well, thank Coming you. Coming from, um, like, I'll give you the perspective of my girlfriend, who is not Calvin's best friend since seventh, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever grade. Uh, she listens to it, like, taking a shower and getting ready in the morning. Really? Or, like, cooking or yeah like it's the perfect chill album to just throw on and get your mind at ease or just to like either recalibrate in the morning or cool down at night i think sure or on a drive like 
It's just it's chill. It's, it's, it's super 16 good. minutes. It's a six song EP that's sort of just chill vibes rock with some electric sounds, some like very simple beats. You know, I'm not working with terribly complex software here, but I think I've made a sound that I'm really proud of and I think uh, makes sense to be on all streaming platforms where you can find them. So uh, on Spotify, iTunes, all you know pandora even like it it's it's out everywhere it's all over uh the album is called ruminator so uh if you search my name calvin adams ruminator with or at the end uh you'll find it lots of easy spelling there honestly calvin adams is like the perfect name to like look stuff up because there aren't a ton of you out there because calvin isn't a super common name but it's easy to it's easy to find you. Unfortunately, though, if you just Google the name Calvin Adams, the first thing that comes up is a uh, uh, Mexican rapist serial killer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, true story. No. I actually haven't done that in a while, but that was true for years at a time. If you searched Calvin Adams, that that's what would come up. But hopefully, I can like uh, you know suppress bump those your, things and put out yeah, enough bump art your that, Google search above yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I think I'm... On that note. Yeah. (laughs) We should, uh, talk about, just touch on some stuff that we've been watching in, in, uh, in the the break times of this podcast. What, uh, what have you, what have you been, uh, consuming with your eyeballs? Lots of comfort viewing. So, as you know, we've talked about Great British Bake Off a lot. I've watched that shit to it's dr- i've juiced dry so <laughs> yeah. i've been expanding my uh reality tv horizons a little bit and mm-hmm. taking some advice from like the entire country and mm-hmm. i started watching survivor oh that's right yeah god damn it it got me i'm 20 years late but it fucking got me i, I know like it. three people it's, who have jumped on that bandwagon in the past it's like, weird few man months. how that can be a thing like i think that one of the cool things about streaming platforms right now is that that shit is happening. People mm-hmm. are like, there's like new, like cult followings for certain movies and new, like, Oh, have you heard of this show? And like parents are like, I've been watching that show my whole life. You know what I mean? And <laughs> right. it's survivor is, I think going to be one of those. Cause Netflix put two seasons on it of it on Netflix. Sorry. I, I worded that weird, but fine. <laughs> And the two seasons are the two highest rated seasons of the show's history. So if you're like, I don't know what seasons to watch, but I want to watch a couple, Netflix took care of you. And then Hulu has every other one, which is 33 (laughs) seasons. Oh my God. There's 33 seasons? I didn't realize I'm pretty sure there's like 34 or 5, and they just haven't released those on Hulu yet even. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and actually, Damn. kind of a fun fact. There's, I, I don't, I'm not gonna dox her and say her name by name, but it's still cool. Uh, my girlfriend has a friend from Minnesota whose mom is on one of the seasons and got really oh, cool. far in the show. Hell so yeah. we went to Hulu after finishing the Netflix seasons and started her season, and it's just cool because it's like. Oh yeah, I'm out here on Survivor because <laughs> you know it's like a Minnesota yeah. mom, and it just uh, it's it's real nice for me. Uh, that's cool then... i i had an aunt who uh i mean i still have this aunt but she doesn't talk about survivor as much anymore um my aunt rachel really wanted to get on survivor like she sent tapes i in almost year after like year thinking about 
Is it still going? I think it is, and it looks fucking sweet, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, if COVID suppresses, you know, if, like, if it can still go, yeah. I would love to send a tape into the show. Because, you know, yeah. we love camping and shit, so it's, like, got that aspect, but it's also got, like, just dumb, like, challenges that are wild. I've talked to you enough about it for... Yeah. If you don't know, if you're listening now and you don't know anything about Survivor, which I didn't, I was living under a rock my whole life. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that about you, but I kind of just did, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> just look it up because it's too ridiculous for me to explain in like 30 seconds. And I yeah. want to say I also watched the movie The Way Back recently, oh. which I don't think got enough love. So that's why I wanted to throw it out there. Ben Affleck, he it plays... It's very good. And okay. rewatching it made me go, I like this. Like, it is just a solid movie. We've talked about how there's like some movies that are like, yeah, that was a good movie. But some things are like, that was a movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. This is a total movie. So yeah. I think, yeah. It's a it's, sports he, movie? He's I, really I good. Just, it's less, it's, it's a movie about a man who is, uh, tr- has a troubled past, which causes. Uh, him to drink a lot mm. and he's approached by his old uh catholic high school to coach their um basketball team because he used to be like the star high school basketball player okay. and he yeah. says yes so it's about him struggling with like coaching this team versus the darker side which is like him having a drinking problem and w- you learn like why and it's sure. honestly he just gives such an honest performance that it's like a really refreshing Ben Affleck movie. Cause you know, I don't know. It feels like it's been a few years since I've had like that young Ben Affleck with like yeah. the honest face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. And this kind of gives you that. So hell yeah. Uh, well, we're, uh, at 10 minute Mark actually. So, uh, I, I will next time, next episode, be talking to you about uh, a series of movies I hadn't seen in years, the Harry Potter series. Uh, and all I'm going to say about it right now, uh, because uh, we should get into this episode, is that that was a different experience uh, with the experiences in the world that uh, we've gone through in the oh. past year. Um, I'm more interested in this. We will take that whole 10 minutes next time then. Yeah. I, I want to talk in depth. I didn't think about that. I was oh thinking you'd be like especially, cinematography. You know? uh, especially fucking Umbridge and Fudge and uh, Holy the shit, denial just gave of me like chills. Voldemort coming back and shit. Anyway, we'll get into that next episode. But for now, let's get into the show. Oh, and, and what show is that? You're listening to A New Lens, back in full stride. I'm Calvin Adams. Uh, I usually don't say uh, first and last name, but you know what? You got to know to look up my music. (laughs) Um, uh, And not anyone else by that name. Yeah, not anyone else. I'm Calvin. Gary and I started this podcast to talk about film and television that we liked as kids through the new lens of adults and amateur filmmakers. We've been uh, periodically talking about movies, but consistently talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. And now, we are on Season 3, Episode 7, The Runaway. This, I think, by the end of this episode, as credits were rolling, 
I realized I think this episode has perfect examples of everything that is fantastic about the show. Without trying to. Like with yeah, without being like obvious. Effortlessly. Just effortlessly it, shows. I, watching the this case, episode was one show. of it was just so chill for me. I just felt like I was in Avatar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they I think this whole season is that in a nutshell. Like they're not trying they don't have to try hard anymore. Got like the first season was like kind of like subtly introducing you to this world, like with that kids show approach. Mm. Second season kind of tried hard yeah. and fucking stuck the landing. Yeah. This third season is like, all right, now you get it. We're just gonna give you fucking great episodes. It's just like there's no show. need for like super big build up episodes and like this big like it's every episode is just consistently fucking great. Uh so this episode uh we'll talk about the beginning section but just in, in brief summary uh basically Toph and Sokka and Aang start pulling grifts and scamming people in the nearby Fire Nation town and they're really good at it. They start making a lot of money and there's some tension between Toph and Katara as Katara observes the extra amount of risk that uh, Toph's scamming, who she's the one leading these, uh, the extra risk that that's putting on the group uh, when there's already such a large amount of risk. But they sort of have a, a an understanding moment, an overheard conversation, a coming together, a reconvening, and uh, Katara tries to show that she can be lax and cool by suggesting... She pulls a scam now um, because Toph has gained a reputation for being a scammer and has wanted posters and they're going to try and reap the rewards. But they are captured and quickly find out uh, there is someone else behind their capture who has been following them uh, previously in the show. And it is not just the Fire Nation guards uh, behind it. So I think that's probably a good little... Little summary. <laughs> Man. Wow, a slow clap. Damn. Slow clap for that. Excellently. Man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like a one minute perfect summary. And I am ruining it with this long. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's praise. dive into the the first Fuck shot yeah. here. So the this is the only shot. episode that has ever started. I think it's the only episode in the whole show. We're in Media Res. You know, it it fucking the classic cliche. See a scene, you don't know what's going on with it at all, and then there's three days earlier, and then you're like, and you oh, know what? So we're gonna get to that point. It works so well. Like it does. I remember as a kid thinking, "Wait, what?" I remember that feeling, and every time I watch this, I already know what's gonna happen, so I can't have that organically. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like the show is going, all right, we know that you know this isn't a thing, mm -hmm. but we still are going to give you a, a – it really kind of go. It, it starts out with no bullshit. Like, yep. is she turning her in? You betrayed you know I mean? me. Like, And then they really drive it home by cutting to them not being – Right, not being on good a terms. A good pair. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. We get that three days earlier tag, and we see 
uh, Toph in this mud pit, like, preparing to fight. And then Katara, you know, directly across from her, lifting up these water, like, whips around her hands. And then, like, getting ready to fight each other. And then Aang is there, and he's like, all right, I'm ready for training. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> set up so well to be, like, it's they're very about clear to that. duel. But really, they're just, yes. like getting ready to train him. But also, as we watch this pan out, there is kind of a, a duel happening. Aang, in this moment, has adapted Toph's yes. foot vision. Yes. So cool how... Because Aang, of course, that's what his goal was as an earthbender, was to be able to wait and listen. And he has gained the ability to the highest capacity. Yep. Being able to do what Toph does with like the vibrations in her feet. Slams his foot down. We get that so black and white sort cool of radial pattern. Like you know, you almost thought like this is something only Toph can do, and I and she can do it better than him. I would oh, almost uh, like to compare yeah. the animation and see if his is like duller or like dimmer or something because sure. you know that she's better at this. But mm. e- even either way. It's so cool that she, like, taught him how to do this because that's why she needed to be his earthbending teacher. No one else could teach him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, just that little few seconds of him having this ability, like, makes this whole episode so good to me. And it's not even going yet, you know? Yeah. I also love that they're actually showing that they're training like that ang is training because that was why they separated from the group in the first place they were like we are going to go and continue to help ang and train ang and then we'll reconvene for the invasion plan like that was why they separated and here they are actually Mm -hmm. training because they've had a lot of sort of uh deviations and um the things that actually make it on the show (laughs) of them finding other interesting things that need to be addressed but yeah we can imagine this kind of training has been happening in between all of that right exactly Um, especially with how hard they're going to like holy shit they're very very yeah these pillars like uh, just shooting up out of the ground he's blindfolded able to just zigzag away from them um cool i love that move blast of water that he's able to dodge he sinks into the ground as Toph fires off a rock and it smashes right into Katara and she gets really mad and then uh what's that you can't handle a little dirt Mrs. Fussy Britches and uh so (laughs) Katara lifts this wave with like a doorway in the middle of it that just wraps around her wraps around Aang and then splashes down on uh on Toph and then they have this this like ice platform racing up and the earth like a line of earth raising up coming at each other and they're clashing and then while they're occupied doing that and ang is just on his own he's the one being trained <laughs> fucking saka <laughs> yeah snake attack <laughs> and i love that like he raises this this rock thing and we think he has been like flown into the air you know because this huge rock pillar like just 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 appeared shows up and then goes back down and Sokka's just standing right where he was so you know he just lifted it right in front of him and Sokka just ran face first into it you know yeah the perfect like one inch in front of him like right Right. when he was getting there 
Oh, so good. Sokka, you can't just yell sneak attack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Toph and Katara are fighting in this mud pit, and Aang points out. I like, love that they can both use mud. It's yeah, been shown oh, before, yeah, but I yeah, just, absolutely. again, I just think it's great. Yeah, totally. Aang does point out, he's like, I uh, I thought I was the one who's supposed to be like getting trained here. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Katara's, uh, Katara says, I think your training is done for the day. And she goes off to clean up. And Toph says, well, Katara goes and gets all cleaned up. And as she says that, she just, whoosh, and just bends all the dirt off of her. Um, which, I mean, you think Katara could do. Katara probably could use, like, the, could, like, bend most of it, but it would be, it would leave her dirty, and then she could, like, use water to wash it off. Right. I'm sure she can clean herself quickly. Come on, you know? yeah. Um, but while she's, uh, doing that, Toph says, let's go have some fun, let's go into town. So they start walking into town. They pass by this uh, hub of messenger hawks that peeks Sokka's <laughs> eye. Um, he says he's always wanted to get one. I love Aang holding up, uh, what should we do with our last silver piece? And he holds it up just like uh, he did like in the, the in the piece. pirate episode with the yeah. you know, two copper pieces uh, between his fingers. Like, ah, I don't know why. It's just so dope. I've always loved that. The way they, yeah, it feels almost anime-like, the way they animate that. Right. Um, and Toph says, well, we should make more money off of it. And she stops, and there's this sort of cartoon moment of them going, boink, 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 <laughs> like uh, smashing into each other as they're looking down into this alley and seeing this uh, gambler, this guy running a... Uh, find the hidden pebble in the three cups as I shift them around kind of deal. Uh, yeah, this gambler has actually been on the show once before. I thought I recognized the voice. But Who is it's he? interesting. I'll tell you, and you'll be like, did not think that was it. But you might remember. Well, the, the actor's name is Joe Alasky. And he... Uh, he was the guy when Iroh and Zuko first went to the Earth Kingdom. He was the guy with the broadsword saying, all right, dance for me. And like, sma- oh, like wow. flashing into the That's ground. That's not who I thought it was. You know, it's not, you're like, what? It's a little different. Okay, I thought I remembered that voice, but not from that. Um, Interesting. That's cool. But yeah, anyway, so he's uh, back in the show here. Uh, and Toph is, comes up and tries to totally play up her blindness. And she's like, well, how can can I play even though I, I won't be able to? And he's like, well, it's all about luck anyway, little girl. Come on in. Uh, and he stacks the deck on this first one. Uh, she notices and already gave context that as he's shifting these cups around, he swooshes the the pebble into his uh, shirt sleeve at the last moment, so it's impossible to win. He's cheating the people, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But to try and get more out of this little girl, he stacks the deck. He actually puts pebbles in so that there's pebbles under all three, so no matter what, she would win and feel like, hey, I'm lucky. And, you know, he even says, you're good at this. And then 
the second time around, after the bets have been raised, and he says, how about 40 silver pieces and your friend's sword? And Toph just, like, offers it up. Sokka's like, ah, ah. <laughs> that's his fucking meteor sword, man. It's probably worth, like, gold, you know, hundreds yeah, of gold, maybe, like, you know? It's, like, made out of a material that has never been seen, like, right. he watched him work in the forge for days. <laughs> yeah, it was, like... A crowning moment in his character arc and she's of the whole like, show. Sure. Uh, yeah, I also love as he's as this gambler is trying to like say, "Let's make this a little more interesting." He does the like coin tricks on his fingers, like flipping them everyone over the knuckles. To, everyone has always wished they could do that. Yeah, I've tried. You saw it in Pirates of the Caribbean, and then you were like, "Yep, oh," and you'd never. Yes, yeah. I it's bet. Hard, I bet man. your brother could do it. Uh, I think he actually has gone through a period that, that he can do it. He he can now, um, with two stacks of poker chips, pick them up with one hand and like shuffle them Make together them basically. One stack. Um, that's always so cool. So yeah, he, he, he has those fidgety sort of, I wouldn't be surprised if he could do the, if he could do the coin. Dexterous fingers. But this guy does it, does them on both fingers. Uh, and there's more of that in a moment, but, uh, I just love Toph feels him. Uh, with her earth bending, slide the rock in and uh, slide the other one in and there's one left and he tries to slide it in so that it's impossible to win and Toph just closes her fist and the rock goes back under the cup and she just confidently points at the middle one. He lifts it up and he's like, sorry, little girl. <laughs> and I love this like <laughs> close up, like extreme like, close up I, on the table. Yeah. His face just like slams down into the table right next to it, staring right at the pebble. I don't know. Is this or was the previous win where Aang goes, Flame Yo, Toph? Because it made me laugh really hard. I didn't even catch that. Oh my God. <laughs> I think it, it might have been the first win, but Aang just like pumps his fist and goes, Flame Yo, Toph. <laughs> and it just cracked me up because he's like oh still putting God. up this charade that it doesn't work, Aang. Yeah. People don't talk like that. <laughs> like, I haven't heard anyone else say like Hot or, or Flame Yo like or like, yeah. Stay flaming. Yeah. So uh, after winning all this money from the scam, Toph, Aang, and Sokka return to camp where Katara and Momo and Appa are with these huge, like, wicker baskets of food and st and materials and stuff. And basically they give context like, yeah, we were pulling scams. And Katara's pretty against it. But Toph explains, like, he was cheating people. Like, it was impossible to win his game, so we cheated a cheater what's wrong with that uh which i don't know what they what do both you think have moralistically so personally i think that they are Toph is right but so is katara in that they should stop now oh yeah like it's like, too risky like they're literally being yeah, followed I by think... a dude and she's right because in the she's end right they're if I think if they would have just done this one and been done, yep, they'd be fine. Plus, like if you think about it, if they hadn't done this, they might they, have started. They weren't well, but they weren't saying like, "Oh, we're really short on food" or anything like that. Oh, that's true. They're like, "What should we do with our last right 
so like it didn't matter what they spent it on they didn't exactly. even need food so now that they've pulled this first scam and they've got a bunch of extra materials what do you they should just what do you need dip <laughs> you've but got then extra, there is a comment made now. later by Sokka that makes me really glad that they don't what's that <laughs> he makes a comment later, oh, later about what he would do with a bunch of money so we'll get to that but um i forget but essentially yeah. i more so side with Katara in this episode because it's scary, you know? Yeah. They're kids. Like, yeah. be careful. But I get it, you know? I think I empathize with Katara a lot more with age. You know what I mean? In, in this Me episode too. specifically. I think I totally agree. Yeah, because I remember being a kid and being like, shut up, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like, this reminds me, too, this whole episode of, like, a game of D&D. Yeah. Like, you know, when you want to do something like that, what Toph did, you can usually get away with it the first time. And then the more you do it, like, the more your chances of fucking up are, you know? And, like, eventually you might have a whole town looking for you. Yeah. And it's like, uh, maybe just do it once. Maybe one more time. But that's what they do. They keep being like, maybe one more time. By the way, if you are interested in Dungeons and Dragons or already know of it or you're interested in, you know, hearing what playing the game might be like, you can check out our other podcast, Legendary 4 Adventures. Space Vampires. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Yeah, that's streaming uh, everywhere that this is streaming as well as Legendary4.com. Just quick plug, you know, any moment I can. I w- because I've been working on music for that as well. And I'm very proud of that music as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, check that out. But, uh, Toph comes back at Katara with, like, you hate fun, basically. And then we get Aang. This is a little out of character for Aang, I feel like, a little yeah. bit. Because he says, I, I give you a, the Avatar promise. And he makes, like, a bow that we will stop these scams right now. And then it immediately cuts over to him lifting up from that, like, bowing position and doing a fuck ton of coin tricks on his hand again, which it looks really cool, but then they just so like, like pull a bunch of fucking grifts. It's one of those things where it's like a kid moment, you yeah. know? This is so funny to me that he's like, I give you my avatar promise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it is worth the comedic uh, sting yeah. for the slight out of character right. bit. You know, because I almost don't. He's done shit like this in the past too. I think he is still like accepting that he can be. He's not just the avatar when he wants to turn it on. He's always the avatar. You know, I think sometimes he forgets that. And in this moment, he's like, wait, I could like use this, you know? I kind of like I think it's, it's also... almost like Roku being like, and it's not very bad at getting the ladies. Yeah. Like sometimes sure. you're not just like the perfect, like, you know embodiment of the universe or whatever i think it's one of those things where like in that moment he truly believed it and then they went into town again and found another opportunity yeah and we, we're like well we this didn't is fine because we're cheating another cheater like people who were cheating at rolling these like uh cylindrical dice sort of and very, you know that cool top could say like he'd be like i gave her an avatar promise and top could be like Okay, well, you gave me an avatar promise that right. you protect me, and I'm doing this, so you better stay by my side. Right. You know, yeah. very easy to, um, to headcanon that. They uh, top earthbends the rolling of these things. It's very much like rolling dice, but uh, just cooler. <laughs> and then uh, she cheats on this, and this is where like that's gambling. 
maybe people in there are cheating. The very first one they did, this dude was clearly like cheating people out of money. Yeah, he's just like a cheater. But then it just starts to get very out of hand on the situations that they're approaching in the first place. Uh, because they go to a gambling thing. Doesn't seem like anybody's cheating, but like who knows? Shout out to the music during this segment, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, super, super like. I don't know, like '90s video game or something. It's just like great montage music. Yeah. The second thing they get to is this hammer, like slam the thing, see how high you can get the dial. And that's that's. I think that's what fucked her. Yep. That's like because crossing the line. Because now you're just straight up who's cheating at something that that's not about luck, and it's not like very clearly you're cheating. Yeah. And I think this also is what kind of rounds off a question I'm going to bring up later. So I'll, I'll come back to okay. this hammer thing because I have a question later for you that I didn't have an answer to and this kind of helps me answer it. So I'm excited for that Interesting. Now. Okay. But yeah, yeah I excited. think this. I think that this specific, maybe there are others that we don't even see too because they have yeah. a fuck ton of money. Yeah. But I think this is the one that fucks her over. And then it goes to like, uh, that one's like, ah, you're just cheating now. That's not cool. And then it goes to like, oh, yikes. They literally yep. they stop the cart and make it seem like the cart ran her over. And then Sokka comes out in his <laughs> Wang Fire beard, which is great. I love it. Um, the return of Wang Fire. Basically trying to act like a policeman who's trying to catch somebody who just ran somebody over. Like making this person feel so bad and... He puts a money him. bag in to like bribe him out of. Comedic timing wise, that that shit's fucking great. But uh, yes, and then Sokka just wink, <laughs> winking at him. Yeah. Um, they get back and they've got all this stuff. They've got all this money now from pulling these these scams. This isn't the same guy that Zuko stole from, is it? Oh, remember when he was the blue spirit and oh, he like cut man. up the top of a guy's yeah and he like what if it's just the same guy and he's like now broke oh man i know but at the same time maybe he's like a jeff bezos of the avatar yeah universe, you know he can spare he can spare it fuck him <laughs> uh, that's definitely what i think Toph and and the gang are thinking in this moment is like yeah, this guy's right. rich he can handle right you know? but they like take all of his money like how also top's family is rich it's not like she grew up with the you know understanding of what poverty is like and a dislike for the rich i mean maybe a dislike for the rich because they kept her you know sort yeah of but that's a good point but, that like what the fuck she's raised privilege yeah for the most part yeah uh financially but i mean that's part of like the whole thing about this is she's acting out in a way because yep. she doesn't understand her own feelings which is addressed in this scene that we're that we're at now when they come back with all this money and Toph is just talking about how fucking cool this is we're just traveling we're making a ton of money we're having fun and there's no parents around to tell us what to do and Katara hella registers that and she's like ah I see so this is all just like uh, personal rebelling uh, against your parents. Uh, I think uh, you adding all this risk is like, it's not okay. And I think you're just doing it because uh, to act out because you feel bad uh, for leaving your parents. And 
they start to get into a little bit of a squabble around that. But <laughs> I think if I remember right, basically the tension is broken by uh, Sokka saying, I've got a new, I've got a name for this guy who's yep. following us around. Just the guy with that. the, the eye on his forehead who can make explosions happen. Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I forget exactly how this happens. I think maybe he is, like, told off. Or, no, the, the argument settles itself after that. Um, basically, Toph just saying, I'm going to do oh, whatever I want. You're not my mom. Katara says, like, we are, you know, ba she basically alludes to the fact that, and we've got a guy with a fucking metal arm chasing right. us, doesn't she? Yeah, and, and that's then, how then Sokka brings like, that up. I've been thinking about that, by the way. Yeah. Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. And then Toph just says, I'm going to do what I want and makes that earth tent around her. And that's when Sokka goes, well, since we've got the money, I'm going to go spend some. So he goes and he buys the <laughs> messenger hawk. this is Sokka's thing of the episode. Yep. You know? Yep. Like you were saying earlier, this episode has everything we love about Avatar. It even has yep. Sokka with the thing. Yep. It's got a lot of really good comedy in this episode. Uh, a lot of it around Sokka, but also Sokka acting very on brand, like scheming yeah. and coming up with things, but also like having a thing. <laughs> and, all like and they all have to silly. do with his thing, like which yep, is this hawk. Exactly. Um, hockey, which is very inventive name, Sokka. <laughs> he is smart, but he's also very dumb. <laughs> um, yep. But while he is uh, taking this hawk back home, he sees this wanted poster with a drawing of Toph's face. Looking, I always love a drawing in an animated universe, right? Because it's yeah. like it's like the old fashioned style, like of uh, like I imagine, you know, it's like when you're watching a newer Disney movie and they show a drawing in that mm -hmm. as like the old version of right. Disney animated stuff. I don't know, it just it's cool because like Tasaka, this is probably like a super detailed drawing. You know what I mean? <laughs> They kind of even address that here in a moment, but I love as he's looking at it, he's trying to figure out what to do, and this this scene ends with uh, the bird just just like shitting, just shitting, <laughs> yeah. Just, and then and he like away. looks at it like, what the fuck? Um, and Sokka goes up to Toph, and he's like, I think we have a problem this and he pulls out the sheet of paper and Toph goes well it sounds like a sheet of paper but seeing as I can't see I, I assume you're referring to its contents and what's on it um and yes she has been named wanted in the town and given the title the runaway uh which is a perfect name like for the episode and she's the runaway who ran away from her parents and that's what she's dealing with in this episode but also she's the one who like comes in to your gambling things and gets all the money and then just dips. So I don't know. I, I like that sort of dual meaning in that. I do too. Yeah. No, I didn't even, I don't even really think about it. <laughs> um, I, I think this is the moment where we get a like full view. Cause I think when he walks up, she's counting gold, right. Yeah, and stacking it right. based on uh like the pirate episode and like, how Iroh talked about gold and how the copper piece was able to buy them a whistle or a hat or mm -hmm. like, you know, like thinking about money, they're fucking good now. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're good. But 
Ah, we still haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. <laughs> what Sokka says that he wants to do. We'll get there. Oh, actually, this is it right or now. Or is it here? Um, because okay. she basically bribes him to keep quiet about this wanted poster, gives him some more money, like, which I guess they're just rationing out, like, I get this much, you get this much, whatever, and you're getting a little bit more now. And Sokka says in this moment... Because she says, here's some more money to help with the invasion plan. Like, this money, right. gaining yep. this money is a good thing to help with the invasion plan. Uh, and Sokka says he has an idea for something. You want to you wanna say it? Oh, it's so cool. It's, or maybe, you know, maybe it's not cool because I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know. Not, yeah, it's, it's just something that he says he's thinking about. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've been thinking about making some armor for Appa. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> let's just hope just hope anyway uh, uh so yeah uh they start talking about the hawk uh <laughs> because now he's got this, this is hawk. a great moment and he's like he's like i think this is the moment where he's like we could even send a message to grand grand yep. and they're like what and he's like hockey south pole grand grand and then the hawk just shakes its head <laughs> it's just, i think he gets it <laughs> uh I just love I that they actually hard. address, like, you know, there's been some things even that we've brought up on, on this podcast that are like, how does that exactly work? Like, the whole time thing and, like, scheduling and do they have clocks or something like that or, you know, all that. But I like when they just call out something that's like, yeah, no, you can't just, like, how does that work? How does a messenger hawk work? I don't personally know, but, the, like... You don't just go take this to to my mother, and then it knows where to go. Like yeah, like it needs a little some some context. But we also get the idea based on how this episode shows the hawk being used that it's fucking smart. Yeah, it does have the ability to just kind of be like, all right, uh, you know, Earth Kingdom, but right. Like the fact that it just responded to him with like a what the North fuck, no. Pole just. Uh-uh. Um, we cut away from that scene to Katara. I just love when they add little things. This little moment is not important to the story, but it just makes you go, "Yeah, why haven't we seen something like that before?" Katara stirring this like soup with her water bending, and then just like taking a huge uh amount of it. Water bending it out and just water bending it straight into Appa's mouth. I love that shit. It just makes the Me world too. the and world it's... feel lived in. Um and the way Appa just like is ready for it too. <laughs> yep. You know? It's clear she's done this many times. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> like if I did that to my dog, it'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, like <laughs> just like food bend oh just wet food yeah <laughs> um there's a little audio audio scene for you uh, uh as Toph walks by katara leaves the bowl to confront her because she says i was going uh or i was you know cleaning up camp today and i found this <laughs> again people fucking forgetting that she's blind and she's like what's wrong with you people <laughs> like i cannot see um honestly and great she realizes what uh what she has found and Toph gets mad because hey you went through my stuff to find that and 
I love there's that. so much moral conflict in this episode yeah. that actually makes you go, mm. okay, but like who's right They're here? They're both right. You know? Yep. Uh, I mean, Katara probably shouldn't have gone through her stuff, and she denies doing nope. it. She was like, "I was just, you know, cleaning up camp, and then I saw some of your stuff." And that Toph knows she's Toph lying. Knows she's lying. I love that we've got that lie detector in the crew. And she can sense Katara that can't even fucking deny that. Yep. She immediately's like, "All right, fine, I am lying," yep. because she knows in that moment, like, "Fuck, that's right, you're a lie detector." Yep. Toph in this moment really like starts to blow up at her and says, "You act like you can tell me what to do." And you can't. You're not my mom, so stop acting like it. And Katara, with her feelings a little bit hurt, and this is one of those moments where it's like, this is elevated for comedy in a kid's show. You know what I mean? Yeah. She does kind of act like a mom in general, and it's been a little bit more so this episode, but this moment in particular of her like, hey, do I act like a mom? And I love, firstly, Sokka's the first one she asks, and he's just like, I am, I have no dog in this race. I am not, <laughs> I am not going to touch that at all. Uh, and then she, she asks Aang, and he's like, well, I don't know. And she goes, stop rubbing your eye and speak clearly when you talk. So, yeah, like, very... To me, it's not like out of character, but it's an ele like you said, elevation, elevated moment yeah. for comedy, which is, I think, what the show is best at. Yeah. Whenever it goes, you know, whenever it tries to reach too far out of character, you notice it, and yep. I don't think this is one of those moments that just always cracks me up. Yeah. You know, um, it's the perfect response to what Toph is accusing her. Right. Yeah. So they go off and they're like sitting angrily on different sides of their camp. And I've seen this meme uh, a couple times, actually, in the past few months. And I've been excited for this moment to, like, really appreciate how dumb this is. <laughs> that it's, like, uh, Sokka on his own, you know, comes up with how to destroy the drill. Comes up with ways to, like, protect the Northern Air Temple. Like, he's a genius. Aang on his own. He's the fucking avatar and he, you know, makes the logical connections of like what we need to do and where we need to go. Sokka plus Aang. <laughs> Let's send a letter to Katara no saying it's yeah. from Toph. <laughs> and honestly, it feels real. Like it doesn't feel doesn't like feel a huge setback of like, okay, that wouldn't happen. Because it really does feel like two guys getting together yes. trying to figure out how to like talk to the uh like girl in yeah. the group mate. like it, uh, it it's not just a gender thing though but it, it kind of no, is yeah. you know what i mean it kind of is just like two dudes being they like both have, how do we do this they both have this sort of like excitable young boy energy you know that they're just like so they're yeah that's like, a great plan this Let's idea do that. yeah like the idea is never shot down when they're together right and they don't have like the caring empathetic voice of katara or like logic and straightforwardness of Toph to like having the discussion right now so they don't think it through and they send a letter over to katara she just reads it and immediately like stands up. I know this was you. Toph can't write. What the hell? And then I love the line of Aang being like, should we try it again with Toph? And then Sokka being like, I have a feeling we'll run into a similar issue. It's just like, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Because like that is, you know, like he's smart enough to realize that 
okay, if she Realize can't write, the it's issue. probably going to... Right. But, like, and he's also <laughs> the smart idea enough. is still too appealing for him to totally know. Like, I think more than anything, because Sokka is the one to first suggest this plan, and Aang is just excited to, like, have a plan to try and fix this. Yeah. So I think this is another thing thing for Sokka. Sokka wants know? to use hawk. He just wanted to use That's the hawk. <laughs> he just wanted to yeah. use the hawk. And then as soon as he realizes, like, that this is not... You know, this is dumb. We're making this way more complicated. He just straight up walks over to Toph and he's like, hey, we need to talk. Like, he is mature enough to, like, actually do that. He just wants to, like, see if the fun, goofy plan having to do with the thing he just picked up will work first. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, uh, and this is another element of this show uh there's another moment as well but this scene is another element of the show that's like why this show's so perfect it is people talking things out in a healthy way and expressing themselves and processing what has just happened and it doesn't like you looking back at as at it as an adult it doesn't feel just like Right on the nose, or right. it poorly written, feels or like the characters it doing do, what it they need didn't to do. age well. Like all of the shit just feels like good shit, you know. And the the way it's set up is even good film language. I don't know, like I I yeah. love everything about this scene. One of my favorite scenes in the show, maybe, especially because there's something I really like aesthetically about someone just like to their shoulders in a bath yeah it's so cool it reminds me of like harry potter right for when he's like in the bath yeah. or like uh i don't know like earlier in this show we've we've seen them like in the water and like i don't know there's just but this shot of katara especially just, like it feels organic that what katara would soaking, do in this know? heightened moment is like go and be in the water by herself you know yep. find this exactly cave. it's what she needs it's not even a cave it's just sort of like you know it's a little bay of the lake, it looks like they're near, that is underneath a, a, a peak, like a cliff peak sticking out, which is where it just so happens Toph and, or, uh, yeah, Toph and Sokka go to talk. And um, Sokka says, yeah, she can be a pain. She's always got to be right. She can be bossy and controlling and need to, you know, take care of everything. And Toph's like, yeah, God, it's so annoying. I don't know how you deal with it. And Sokka says, honestly, I rely on it. Like, it is vital to us <laughs> making it through. Like, I, it's a constant that has helped us through so much. And it's from how she responded when our mom died. Like, it is a trauma reaction, a, a coping mechanism for her with the void of that figure in her life to become it, to step up and and fill that gap, fill that void. And um, she's done so to such a big degree that now after years of their mom being gone, Sokka expresses that when he tries to remember his mother, he only p- pictures Katara's face, which is, man, I don't even know if we have the time to like get into the complexity of how I feel about that sentiment Same. because it's it's and i think that they they even show when i was a kid this next shot always made me go that's really beautiful mm. it it cuts to katara just crying below them yeah. for the first time we see that she's crying and right. like hearing him say this now watching it i think she 
feels this complex yeah. feeling that we're feeling. It's not tears of like, wow, he like he really, thinks of yeah. me as a mother. Like he loves me. Like I didn't realize it's partially that this that. was. It's also like the loss. That's fucking sad. And <laughs> like it's the just reasoning for why she has had that reaction and become who she is. The and just the idea that he's lost this image of their mother yeah. now to and it's to me it's it's not like a bad thing that no. she's taking up the space because it's just it's complex. just so interesting like you said we don't even really have the time to get into how it makes me feel that sentence but it's yep fuck it's a kid's show and it's just going for it it really you know? is i'm telling you this this show man this show i'm telling you tough after having this, you know, very open and vulnerable, or having had Sokka be this open and vulnerable with her, uh, softens a bit. And she says, yeah, I mean, honestly, Katara is compassionate and kind, and that's so much more than I can say about my real mom. But don't you ever tell her that I said that. And she, like, punches Sokka in the arm. Uh, classic Toph, trying to seem tough, even though she's... Uh, Got some vulnerable feelings. Um, uh, they make their way back to camp. Somehow Katara beat them there, even though she was like at least partially like her clothes, you know, away and something. So yeah, maybe they she was down there. I don't know. Man. She sucked the all the water off and got the clothes on real quick, and then water bended <laughs> she a pulled the end of camp. season two and like you know right. Um, but she goes to say something to Toph, and Toph says, no, stop. You don't need to apologize. I was the one being stupid. And Katara says, uh, well, actually, what I'm trying to say is uh, I was being unfun, and I want to prove that I can have some fun. I want to pull a scam. And <laughs> Sokka and Aang, like, whip, whip on either side of her. Uh <laughs> And uh, faint, which is just fucking great. Uh, yeah, so she has this plan because Toph is wanted. We've seen the wanted poster. She's got a thousand, uh, I think it's a thousand gold. Like, it's a lot of money that uh, is being asked or uh, uh, being given up as a reward for her. Yeah, um, as an adult, I understand that that's a little fishy. But right, as kids, they're thinking, that's a lot of money. You yep. Know? Um. Yeah, man, I didn't even make that connection that specifically. She's but a kid. That's you know, a lot. A yeah, they're not. Come on, <laughs> man. Yeah, that is a pretty obvious sign, isn't it? Uh, you know, something else is going on there. But um, the plan is Katara's gonna turn Toph in. Uh, she'll collect the reward, and then Toph can just metal bend her way out of the cell. So they do it, and we see the scene from the beginning. Toph's caught in a net and dragged away and brought to a wooden cell, which throws a huge uh, wrench in the plan. Um, why, though? Yeah, that's I, yeah. I was going to say. This always feels a little bit... Wait, do they know she metal bends? Oh, the guy could. The guy might. How? Um, you know, because he knows, he just knows. So he got word from um fucking uh Jin and 
Yeah, like that's maybe one of the ways that he has been tracking them. He like found uh what is his name? Jin Fu and Master Yu and Shin Fu. Shin Fu and Master Yu. So maybe that was uh one of the ways he was tracking them by like looking for Toph because he knows she's part of the group or something and figured that out or I don't know. It just, it always feels like, because when she goes, what kind of cell is this? And the lady goes, a wooden one. Yeah. It's almost like she knows, like, this is going to fuck with you. Right. But, like, if this girl is Fire Nation, then that's the opposite of fucking with me. Because, like, yeah, it would burn real fast, right. you know? So they know <laughs> she's not down. a firebender. Yeah. It's the only thing in the episode that sort of makes you go, well, what? But they do also have a line later where... Someone says something like, they knew we were coming. That's why we had a wooden cell. Or, or like, right. Some I think Katara says, like, oh, they must have known. Yeah. That's why the cell's wooden. So, like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Headcan, Master Yu, and Shinfu um, were able to get word. Or maybe even uh, this dude who we're about to finally have a name for and uh, not have to keep uh, skirting around it as we have in every episode that we've had to talk to him about, talk about him, that he sought them out because he knew they were looking for someone involved in, with the group and the Avatar. And he's clearly like an expert who is very good at his job, you know. He sought them out. Mm-hmm. He learned that this is a possibility. He came to the town. He knew they were there. He had them build a wooden cell and... That's my fucking headcanon, just to make it work, because it's got to work, because this show's fantastic. Um, it, it just needed to be what it is, you know? It just needed to be what it is. Also gives us a moment that's so dope that it makes up for it. Uh, yep. Katara is brought by this guy who says he's giving the reward back to um, his like office, basically. And then you hear a door opening behind her, and the guy says... That's the girl. That's the one you were looking for. And this huge dude who was following them with the eye who can blow stuff up with his mind, Sparky Sparky Boom Man, as we know him uh, at this point in the plot, walks through the door. And it's like, oh, fuck, he's the one who, oh, God, he's, oh. Now we get it. I love (laughs) uh, Sokka and Aang notice it's been long enough that something's up, so they uh, go off to go to the town and see what's up and i love Sokka saying all right hockey momo no fighting appa's in charge <laughs> and they walk away and immediately hockey and momo start fighting and appa just and they stop uh yeah it works he's able to like keep order right also that's three animals probably all voiced by the same gentleman right i bet he does hockey as well yeah uh d bradley baker so that's just, that moment was just him fighting with himself. Three ways. <laughs> All cut together. Um, well, now Katara and Toph are both in this wooden cell. Um, and Katara's saying, like, this is why I was against the scams in the first place. Like, this is exactly where it got. And Toph is like, I mean, this one was your idea. And she's like, I know. I just wanted to be fun um, and, like, relatable. Um I do love the way that this conversation unfolds. This is another moment where I'm like a very, very good example of showing children how to operate when you have been arguing with somebody. 
and how to express yourself healthily. Just the very clear way that uh, Katara says, I'm sorry for this. I was just trying to be fun because I knew I was coming across this way. And the way Toph says, I was mad when you said that. I was just doing it because of uh, because I felt bad about my parents. I was mad when you said that. And I think it's because it's true. I feel bad and I'm I'm worried that when I ran away, I really hurt them. And I just like the way they're able to come together on that. I think it's really beautiful too how Toph is able to humanize her parents who have basically been like these 2D uh, shitty parent characters. Right. Her just saying like, I think I hurt them yeah. makes me now go... They're not just shitty people who are trying to get her back to get her back. Like, right. they are deep down, like, parents who are hurt. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it makes more sense now why she fell for that trap season two. Like, when right. her mom didn't write her a letter, yeah, but right. maybe did. Yeah, she thought there was finally an understanding. And who's to say this hasn't shocked them into some sort of different understanding if slash yeah. when they would reconvene? Um but at this moment, we cut out to Sokka and Aang arriving in town, and no one is to be found. They're saying, where are they? Like, hey, actually, where's anyone? The town's, like, empty, which is interesting that uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Man was able to just sort of, like, clear out the town because he knew shit was going to go down. Um, and I love he, Sparky Sparky Boom Man appears on the top of this building, mm -hmm. and he takes in a huge breath, and Aang has this, like, spider-sense moment where he hears it, and he just, this, like, shot, all oh, the way it's animated, zooming in on the back of his head and swirling around so that you see the perspective of him hearing this and moving. It's like fucking Spider-Man. It is. Oh, it's so It's good. so cool. And I, it's like, to me, a mix of a couple things. It's him being so good now that he hears that deep breath and recognize yeah. it recognizes it but i think it's also him being such a master of airbending mm. he notices someone take a breath wow. out of this big huge area of air I like that especially because there's no one else here so the only movements exactly. of the air are just like the wind or something like that someone yep yeah and he recognizes that breath because that's he needs to take that deep breath in every time he uses his power because, as we know from Iroh, the best firebending comes from the breath. Yep. Uh, they they get blasted. I mean, they don't get blasted. They manage to get behind the statue before the explosion does happen. Aang says, oh, my God, it's, it's Sparky Sparky Boom Man. <laughs> Sokka says, I'm starting to think that name doesn't actually really fit. Uh, then we cut back to Toph and Katara in the cell. I love the the word that she uses. We need bendables. Like, I love that, you know, the way yeah. materials are referred to in the world and, like, certain things being the bendable things. Like, we need some form of bendables. Uh, Katara asks a, a reference back to uh, Sokka's master. Um, she asks Toph if she has her meteor bracelet. Like, you remember we gave... Or they gave her that, like, bit of meteor, and she made, like, the Nick symbol out of it and a star, you know, Nickelodeon symbol. So we now know she's been wearing it as, like, a bracelet right. for kind of like how Katara always has her water pouch. Right, and she was like, you could make Pretty that sick. into, like, a saw or something, but... She left it because she didn't want to have it stolen when she got captured, which is actually pretty smart. Um, but they're in this hot cell, and Katara wipes some sweat off her brow, 
and has a realization. Uh, she gets up and she starts running. Toph's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and she says, I'm making my own water. And Toph says, oh, Katara, you're a sweaty, stinky genius. And she, I love the way she like pulls the sweat from her pits and then like, yeah, it's that it like looks badass, but also is gross. It's like gross and funny, <laughs> but also fucking cool and badass as shit. Um, yeah. It's yeah. so cool. And and now, wait, you can do that? Right. And that's all I'm going to say. That's one of like the biggest fucking moments of uh, innovation in bending in this yep. show. And of like making realizing... you start to think a little more forward right. about it. Yep. And uh, yeah. And it will not be the last one. Um, Sokka and Aang flip up this cart to hide behind for a moment and they agree they should split up and that'd be you know then it can't get both of them at, at least it'll he'll be confused as to where to go so they split up and he goes right for ang which makes sense uh he's able to discern which one is him and he blasts right behind him and ang is blasted into the clang into the peck of this like huge statue of the fire lord yeah. that's in the middle of this town um and Aang falls and, like, he is able to drift a little bit, like, use some airbending so and, he like, doesn't kind of catch hard. himself and then fall. And then he falls again. Yeah, it's, I think this is such a cool moment because we've seen a mixture of Aang, like, earlier when he explodes through that rock pillar and yeah. is okay and he, like, rolls out of it. That's, like, one version of him falling. We saw him fall and then turn it into, like, a punch in the drill episode. Yeah. And this is, like, him being good at falling but not being strong enough to hold himself up right. it's just cool like i imagine they got someone to actually like jump from a high ledge land and fall and then right. animate it after that because it feels so uh human yeah you know? absolutely he is uh vulnerable he's uh defenseless basically as uh this guy approaches him and gets ready to shoot and just as he's about to his head is covered in ice. Oh, I love it's that. It's so satisfying. It it's so satisfying. The sound design, the shape of the ice yep. being like, yep. just like the water in motion being froze, frozen in yep. motion. It's so cool. Uh, he's able to crack it and uh, get his head free again as they're running away. And as he starts to fire off another explosion, Toph fires a huge rock at him and the, uh, you know, trajectory of it and the explosion just so happens that a rock follows the line that shoots out from this guy's head and knocks him directly in the eye, blocking his chi for this thing. Um, I saw that uh, phrase that way on the trivia and it, it didn't occur to me. I was just like, yeah, it hit him right in the eye. But it's like, yeah, that no, that gave me chills just now. That didn't occur to me either. That's fucking cool. Chi. Um, she she blocked him and the way wow. that every time he's fired this off there's like a line that goes out linearly away from his forehead and there's like a like there's a couple yeah. like check in like ticks. ticks as it goes out and so now when he tries to do it again and his cheese been blocked these little pings go off right next to him and around him and then the explosion he happens, like, like, on he, him. He has a look of, oh, shit. Yeah. And then it blows <laughs> like, oh, up. Shit. Uh, <laughs> And he is 
successfully subdued for now. The gang's able to get away as they're turning the corner. Sokka says, I just came up with a perfect name for this guy. Combustion Man. And thank God I can say Combustion Man now. <laughs> I, I, like It is the perfect when name. The ki- when you first hear it, you're like, Combustion Man. But just say it a few times. Combustion yeah. Man. Like... It's fucking dope. It's dope and perfect for this dude. And also, it is a kid. He's got just like a metal leg and arm. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, when this character was first introduced, I was just like, Combustion Man. But I could not say it for the people who uh, are watching the show for the first time. But we get this uh, drifting to a new sort of camp hideout. Or I think it's just back to camp. Um, there's this kalimba music, not the do 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 do, not the distinctive one, but there is some, you know, there's some yep, kalimba I stuff love that going one. on. It's another distinct song. Yeah. Um, Sokka keeps talking about how lazy the bird is, uh, hockey, um, and he walks away. I think you just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on. Um, Toph and Katara are left alone to sort of finish this arc of the two of them and Toph specifically in this episode and Toph asks Katara's help to write a letter to her parents that they are able to send now too with hockey so uh Katara helps her she writes this letter she loads it up in hockey she lets hockey go and clearly they've Katara and Toph somehow have figured out how to work this thing because they trust it to take this letter away and as it's flying off we just hear Sokka's voice Hey, where'd hockey go? <laughs> so they clearly did it without his permission. And that's the ending of this episode. I think it's a it's a good arc, man. It's a good one. It's I love it. It's got it's... so many funny moments. It's got so many badass moments. It's got a good villain. It's got innovation on bending. It's got, you know, healthy good film language. Healthy examples of processing your emotions for children. Film language, yes, you mentioned. Yes, absolutely. It's just like, it's a great fucking, it's a great episode. It not only stands up alone, but it's really nice stitching the threads between episodes. Right. Which we'll really get when we watch this upcoming one. Yeah. Um, and we'll be able to talk about in more detail. But even compared to like the last episode, just as a season, I think this season does such a good job of stitching episodes together. Yeah. Uh, for instance, just like moments in this episode where we see Aang shirtless from behind to remind us of his scar on his right. back and yep. uh, things like that. Like it just, it's so seamless. It's just, mm. well, I think it's about high time that we talk about a kid moment of the week. Of the week. Kid moment. There are good few funny ass moments in this episode. There are. Dude, I wrote, I, I've been, I've gotten into the practice of just like writing a K, like a big K next to next notes. Next to the notes that, that are that, funny. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I'm not going to have like a, I'm not going to go through all top. of those, but. You you say yours. Do you have do you have a thought? Because I gotta whittle it down, I think. For me, I think it's between the uh sending of the letter and then realizing I think we'd have a similar problem yeah. with Toph. <laughs> yeah. And it's just honestly, it's the Toph blind jokes because that is something that is handled really well on this show. Not coming like I'm not blind, so I don't know how uh 
you know, I don't have say in like mm-hmm. the treatment of sure. uh, blind people in media. But to me, I think they just handle these jokes really like with care and also they're fucking hilarious when like <laughs> they hold the paper up. She's like, yeah. how many times do I have to? <laughs> yeah. I can't see, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So those two, the paper being held up and the letter being written to Katara. I know this is you, Sokka. Yeah. Those are probably my top two, but I'm sure I'm sure you'll tell me one right now and I'll be like, oh, yeah. I don't you know. know. There's a lot of just like quick, goofy ones that I like a lot. You know, like the money bags and the wink. The dun, 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 yep. I was just going to say wang fire. The, the, the guy like crouching over the pebble that he thought was gone going, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just the bird pooping. <laughs> like there's so many simple like little gags that... Why does that bird know. poop? Why? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he finds this wanted poster and the bird's just like. <laughs> I don't know. That's that sort of immature humor that I feel like is part of the, the kid nature of the show. But uh, Yeah, totally. The blind jokes are. Man, I was just about to say the blind jokes are pretty good too, but that just doesn't <laughs> feel good. <laughs> just doesn't no, feel good. No, that's why I was like, out. I should probably. I, I don't know if I'm the right person to... Uh, I mean, are we just going so... with a bird pooping? Like, are we gonna... Because <laughs> it is, honestly, <laughs> probably the moment that made me laugh out loud the most. It might have made me... Yeah, me too, honestly. And it's the moment I feel like... It's it's one of those moments that, like, a little kid would watch and go, <laughs> you know, like, bird pooping. Yeah. And then, like... Aged. Or hockey shaking his head no to the South Pole. That made me laugh. Oh, that was good, too. Maybe we should just give it to hockey. Just hockey in general? <laughs> I'm going poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll I'm give it to you. The bird poop. <laughs> hockey poop. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to us come to the decision to uh, award a bird pooping the best uh, kid moment of a show and talk about the rest of it. Uh, we're excited to be back. I think we're going to be trying for our schedule that we've had, you know, two days a week, Wednesday and Sunday, with uh, what we were trying to set in place, uh, which we're going to, you know, try and uphold, which is a movie every fourth episode. So basically every other Sunday, I believe, we'll be giving you a movie. Um, but we'll be back uh, on Wednesday with the next episode of Avatar. Thank you to Sofina Sago for our podcast art. Um, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but if you're looking for something else to listen to, uh, you can check out our actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Legendary Four Adventures. Space Vampires. Thank you, Gary. You can find all those episodes, all these episodes on legendary4.com where there are comment sections. You can also, you know, rate and review and give us, uh, you know, sorts of stuff on iTunes and stuff like that. You can also reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at New Lens Pod. Uh, yeah, there might be a movie that you've seen that maybe yeah. one or both of us hasn't seen and we'll still want to talk about it just like, because of the... Please tweet at us. In fact, like you know? we're so we're so hungry for some audience participation. Like I think the at chances anything. of you uh, tweeting a movie at us that you want us to do and us actually doing it are very high. So <laughs> if you like the show and you'd like to hear us talk about something, just let us know. Uh, but I think that's all for this one. So I'm Calvin. 
and I'm Gary, and this has been a new lens. That's it. Just a hockey sound.